Hello, and welcome to a special edition of Direct Relief News. This Thanksgiving, we're sitting down with Thomas Tighe, Direct Relief's much-admired president and CEO. Check, check, check. Check, so check, check, check. check. We're tackling the big questions, yeah. or as Thomas puts it, great imponderables of life. So, without further ado, here's the show. Breathe, get ready. <laughs> okay. As we enter the holiday season, I just wanted to take some time to reflect on the last year. Just Direct Relief has done so much. We responded to numerous disasters from uh, Hurricane Dorian in the Bahamas to the wildfires in California. And of course, with all of these disasters, climate change has been on our minds. It just seems like these hurricanes and fires are becoming more frequent and more intense. And so with that said, as the leader of an organization that deals with disasters day in and day out, where do you find hope? Well, um, you know, I think here at work where it might be surprising given what we do, there's a lot of uh, disasters that we end up responding to, but uh, there's also chronic um, shortages and just chronic deep-seated poverty where people um, kind of suffer the consequences of, you know, of being poor. So they, they tend to get sicker, stay sicker longer, and die sooner than they need to. And it's a really tough one to accept, but um, that is sad in many respects. Um, but the people that we interact with are not sad people. They're very committed people. They're um, deeply engaged, they're forward-leaning, and they're a constant source of hope uh, for all of us who work at Direct Relief, as are the many people who decide to be become part of Direct Relief by virtue of their support or encouragement or involvement in some way, however big or small. So the the news tends to emphasize the really awful bad things that rivets attention, um, and it's scary and it's, it is sad in many respects, but the individual people that we interact with are a constant source of hope, and otherwise it would be uh, you know, just totally depressing, which it's not at all. I think it's actually, uh, on a day-to-day basis, we have a sense of these great um, qualities of our species, you know, who are really trying to look out for each other, um, trying to help their neighbors, their families, their friends, or people they don't even know at all. And that's a, a really powerful fuel for the organization to see the um, kind of the, the level of empathy and concern and that uh, hope is fuel. And we're thankfully fueled well by being able to see it and interact with it all the time. Uh, I know that you went to the Bahamas after Hurricane Dorian. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, the Bahamas, you know, I think they were a bit shell-shocked when I was there. It was a couple weeks after, but there's also a bit of adrenaline in these immediate aftermaths where I think there is necessarily a lot of work that has to be done fast uh, in an emergency. And so direct relief is part of kind of the rapid mobilization and delivery of medical essentials. Um, so that provided focus to our work. I didn't have a lot of time to kind of go out and kind of soak up the, the broad social scene. You could tell visually how, how devastated the storm had been. But I think it was, um, again, something that uh, I was only there briefly. It was making a delivery personally and, and dealing with some of the folks in Grand Bahamas uh, who were trying to get the hospital 
um, kind of staffed up and functioning again because it had sustained damage and they were working out in the parking lot and trying to get a temporary fix going. But you see kind of this, uh, as in many places, the level of um, disruption to people's lives who didn't expect it. Um, most of us usually aren't prepared for something that has never happened before. So, you know, we've been in those circumstances uh, before. But I think what I saw were, uh, as is typical, people who are just working very hard in the moment, trying to say, what can we do today, knowing that there's a lot to do tomorrow and the next several weeks out. And since then, I think Direct Relief has been able to kind of continue to, uh, at some point you have to stop sprinting and take a breath and see how the new, um, how things are settling out and then adjust accordingly. But, uh, you know, I think the Bahamas, the, the visual destruction was, um, was striking, it's scary to see, and, and just awful to think of what people uh, experienced, those who survived, and, um, you know, tragically, those who did not. And, you know, I think you just kind of keep going and do it with love in your heart and um, not let it overwhelm you. So, um, it's Thanksgiving. Uh, many of our listeners are probably headed home to have dinner with family members. Um, and with the current political atmosphere, there is bound to be uh, some rousing debate. So while there's plenty to argue about, um, what is something that we can all agree on? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I stay clear of politics. There's usually enough people yelling about that particular issue that one more voice is not needed. And um, I understand that. But, you know, there's, you know, the the world, depending on how you look at it, uh, you know, has there's never been a better time to be alive. We've never had better tools to solve the problems that we face. Uh, information is widely available and free. We're more connected than ever. Uh, we have more solutions for problems than ever. And I think it's um, I think there's a to focus on, you know. Um, and really be thankful it's a great American tradition this holiday it's it's a one of my favorite ones because it does sort of force us to stop and think no matter how bad we thought it was there is something to be thankful for if uh, you're alive and um, there's a lot to aspire to or regret perhaps but I think that notion of just giving yourself uh, a collective sigh and thinking you know what is there to be thankful for Recognizing there's a lot of things to be angry about, or you know, uh, perhaps, but I think it's a wonderful tradition, and I think if you look around and you see the the improvements that um, people in general, if not yourself, that you know fewer people are dying from things that would have died from traditionally and historically. Sadly, things like war and racism and these self-inflicted wounds that we have not overcome yet, th those are things that um, you know, remain focus uh, or topics of concern for all of us. But I think if we look at where we are and where we've come from, kind of the level of acceptance and tolerance that, that exists generally in the United States, I think is going up. You wouldn't necessarily see it if you watch the news because it's a shrill time and politics tends to sharpen kind of those divisions um, for reasons of campaigns. But I think um, looking historically back just over the course of my life, the people who um, are different 
in any respect. I think are have a much better opportunity to be accepted more broadly than they ever were, to you know have relationships with who they care about, to marry who they want, to live where they choose, and those are good things that I think you know we can be all be thankful for as Americans um, and internationally. I think those who've been lifted out of poverty. Uh, the numbers are staggering, There's, as are the numbers still left in poverty. But, you know, it's it's a bit of a glass half full or half empty um, question. Thanksgiving is really a time to look at, at the half full side of the equation. Um, even if it's not half full, if there's something in it, you know, um, be thankful for it. What are you most grateful for? Well, I think I'm grateful to be alive still. I think to have the opportunity to, to do work that I love with people that I care about and I think is important in a family that um, is a constant source of love and amazement and joy. Um, so that keeps me going I just fine. And, um, and really, I think the privilege of working at Direct Relief, we really have the benefit of being invited to many places that... Um, are unusual and meeting a broad spectrum of people from kind of the most senior levels of business and commerce to um, people that they will never meet who are very common in our world to meet who are working in kind of tough places with uh, limited resources but equally brilliant and committed so it's a privilege to walk on both sides of the train tracks such as it is and it's an amazing world and people are still wonderful and you know, we're still evolving, I think, and I hope in a good way. So um, I'm thankful to be part of it and um, happy to get up and come to work every morning and see what it's going to bring. Great. Thank you. <laughs> thanks for listening. I'm Amory Graffinelli. A special thanks to Thomas for making this episode possible. Happy Thanksgiving from Direct Leaf's headquarters to yours.